Welcome to the I Work For Him Power Pod. I'm Michael Miracle, producer for I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We are on mission to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. Each quick listening power pod is designed with you in mind and jam-packed with kingdom resources to help you connect your faith and work. How will this impact your workplace? Let's find out right now. Welcome to I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We're on the air to help you understand that your mission is your workplace, and your workplace is your mission field, and that the work that you do each and every day, it's a gift from God. He wants to work alongside you. He wants to join you in your work today. We're your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, and we try to bring challenging conversations to the air each and every day as we connect what we hear on Sunday with what we do on our 9 to 5, so we're super glad you tuned in. Today, we head off to the college campus, and we'll do our formal introductions during the second segment, but let's just lead it to say that we've got our very famous guest host, that you know, guest co-host, Kathy Branzell, joining us today from Love 2020. I had one of our listeners say yesterday, I love it when Kathy Branzell comes on the air. So, Kathy Branzell from Love 2020, I'm not kidding, I did did not make that up, Kathy Branzell, and she's got Ben Sanders joining joining us today from Arizona. Arizona State University. Martha and I got to sit down with Ben in June, and we'll talk more about that later. But Ben is one of the co-founders of the Campus Christian Center, and he's got so many other big things in his title. We'll go to that in the second segment. But Ben and Kathy, welcome to I Work For Him. Ben, Martha and I got a chance to be with you in Tempe back in June, as I've mentioned. And what I came away with was just an, 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 an you've got a dream, a vision in your heart of taking care of our kids as they move from high school, junior high ministry to high school ministry to college ministry, then to workplace ministry, that we need to ramp up our levels of intentionality. Why don't you talk about some of the issues that you've seen, and then we could talk about some solutions. So I think as we talked about back in June was we need to build better bridges. And I think uh, better bridges of students coming out of high school into college, so they're connected uh, even before they arrive on campus. They're connected with um, solid Christian ministries, that will help them in their uh, college experience and then preparing them for the workplace uh, where they're going to be going into. So we need better bridges for students who are graduating or leaving campus uh, into the workplace so that there can be seamless transitions. What what do you mean by bridges? I mean, we're not talking about structures here. Let's be specific. What do you mean building better bridges? What do you mean? So campus ministries on the high school level need to be in communication and working with college ministries for students to, again, not drop drop off. They have a relationship that is sort of passed off to uh, campus ministers who will really care for them and shepherd them um, and see them grow in their life uh, spiritually, but also intellectually, uh, socially. And then when it comes time to graduate, and even before, I think it's important for students to connect with Christians in the workplace, uh, perhaps through internships or other ways in which they can get a sense of what does it mean to be a Christian in my specific field, whether it's engineering, Mm -hmm. business, education. uh, And there are, by the way, wonderful Christian ministries doing that in different workplace environments. Uh, for example, Intel has an amazing uh, Christian network 
We knew that, but it's a global network of Christians at Intel. Yeah, so uh, does HP, so does American Express, so does Coca-Cola. We, we uncover them all the time. There's there's so many of those, like, uh, uh, what do they call them, uh, employee groups, whatever. Yeah, affinity groups or whatever. Yeah, affinity, uh, yep. But they're there, and they're given status, and Intel is a huge employer here in Phoenix, so uh, it's, it's really significant that they have a Christian presence that's officially recognized. So tell our listeners what some of the ways are that people can do that. How can they um, find out what's going on on their campus long before they ever get there? So there's a couple of great websites that I would recommend people look at. One is uh, through Campus Renewal Ministries. They have worked with all the major uh, Christian ministries on campuses all over the nation, and they have a wonderful website called campusministrylink.org. Mm-hmm. And uh, that lists every what, what the Christian campus ministries are on every campus in the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's another site also that is uh, looking at, at campuses, and especially where can there be uh, prayer for these campuses, and also uh, for those campuses that don't have uh, Christian ministries right now, how can we pray that those ministries would be established? And that's through everycampus.com. So let's talk about your oldest, who's out of college, Kathy. That that bridge that Ben is talking about between kids graduating from college and then getting out into the workforce. Has he been able to connect in a ministry that will encourage him and disciple him as he gets out into the workforce? Yes, um, but I, I I do want to say that my so my oldest went to a Christian university and and uh, was involved in church and campus ministry the whole time that he was at that Christian university. Um, he moved away from that city and then was moved back for a job and immediately reconnected into a church. He, he runs media, and so, uh, yes, church, uh, and I think it's because church was a steady part of his lifestyle, um, throughout college, even that it was an easier right. bridge, um, you know, to go back to church, stay in church, be in church versus, uh, you know, once it's become not a part of your lifestyle mm-hmm. and you started sleeping through Sundays and not <laughs> right. going on Wednesdays or not being a part of a Bible study, right. then it, it saved out as a part of your life. You're listening to I Work For Him as we're talking today, college campuses, a unique workplace that has lots of permutations to it, yet it is a workplace. I don't know, those of you that went to college uh, and had the privilege to go to college, you know you had to work hard. Now, some of you went to college, you didn't work so hard, you're paying the price even today, 40 years later. And they know that, probably. Uh, and you know that. <laughs> Riddle me this, Kathy Branzell. Why did you want us to go take Love 2020 to the college campus this week? Oh, because this is such an incredible mission field. And, and to remember that there are many Christian students on mission on their campus, and they are there to be salt and light. There are many Christian staff and faculty on campus that know that that's their mission field, that that's their calling. 
And so I don't want them to be overlooked, but I want them to be undergirded in prayer. So for those of you who think you don't have any touch, any ministry on the campuses, I'm just asking you, every time you see a school bus, every time you go through a school uh, zone and you have to slow down, um, anytime somebody wants to talk to you about college football, if you'll just pause for a minute and pray for a college or university, um, that would be amazing. Mm, that's such a good point, and we can all uh, lift that up, especially when school is starting at the beginning of the year like it is right now. Um, it's on the front of our mind, but that doesn't end. This is a, a year-round endeavor. So, Ben Sanders, um, you had told us it earlier that there are roughly 80,000 students that are, partic- are a part of Arizona State University and probably another 20,000 staff and faculty they, this is their workplace. The staff and faculty, um, you know, that's a tough job, and they are often very committed if that is their role. So let's talk about their workplace and what that looks like there on a college campus. Yeah, you know, I think that it's it's so important to emphasize that there are Christians everywhere and mm-hmm. uh, in every possible capacity from uh, professors, uh, administrators, uh, support staff. And of course, uh, there are challenges on uh, any secular campus, just as there are challenges in any workplace. But I think to be salt and light there uh, is so critical and to know that you're not alone. And so there are many, many different organizations that help link, uh, particularly Christian faculty. Uh, I know that um, there's CRU has a ministry called Faculty Commons. Uh, and InterVarsity has graduate and faculty ministries that help mm. to engage Christian faculty on their campuses in ministry. So just for those of you, so there may be some people going, what's the difference between faculty and staff? <laughs> yeah, so faculty are your professors. They're the ones who are teaching. Uh, staff tend to be in support positions, whether it's secretarial or uh, grounds or, uh, or the president. And uh, so administrative, yeah, the administration is so critical uh, because they are essentially ones that are are helping to make policy and those policies have a long term effect. And so they can say yay or nay to many different things. And we're thankful at ASU for administration that is supportive of religious groups on campus, not just Christian groups, but all the religious groups. And we have a cordial positive relationship. I know that's not true on every campus, but on most campuses, the administration um, and the campus ministries have a common desire to see students thrive and uh, and succeed. And so I think to the degree that rather than seeing having kind of a bunker mentality of us versus them, I think it's important for us to say we have a common goal. We want to see students uh, succeed in their uh, work, in their life. Uh, we, that's a constant theme we hear from our president um, at ASU. And so we're really in a joint venture together with the university uh, for student success, retention, uh, even recruitment. You said something to us, Ben, when we were there with you in Arizona in June that the president wanted to want to partner with organizations like yours there on the campus of Arizona State University, C3Tempe.org, Campus Christian Center. They want kids to get involved because when they plug into an organization, whether it's religious or not, but when they plug into an organization, it has a positive impact on their schooling, doesn't it? Yeah, 
absolutely. That's that's something he tells us every year when he speaks to all the different religious groups uh, and through our council of religious advisors. So uh, I think that's that's a commonly accepted uh, uh, statement that students do better when they're in a community, uh, in a caring community. And I think that when you have a spiritual dimension to it, that just adds to the likelihood of a student being successful in their college life. Well, and that sounds like that would um, transfer over into the conversation about the staff and the faculty as well. So um, I just want to remind our listeners in these last minutes, we've been talking about college campus because that is a workplace. That is the education um, arena for and a lot of people, whether they're students or teachers or faculty, staff, whatever their role, um, this is a workplace that needs to have attention. So Ben, as we're talking about um, just the, the importance of community, and you were saying that there's organizations, I didn't know that Crew and InterVarsity had um, a, like a, a branch for faculty and staff. How do they help support um, those people in their role? So, first of all, fellowship is critical, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The fact that we are in community together as brothers and sisters in Christ. We're in this together. Uh, and I think if you feel isolated, you will tend to shrink back in your faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may feel persecuted or, or abandoned um, or whatever. But I think if you're together with others who care about you, who know your name, you can pray with, uh, we just know that in every aspect of life, anywhere, uh, you're going to thrive spiritually if you're in that kind of positive uh, spiritual relationship. And you'll struggle if you're by yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's that when you're when you're running alone, it's difficult, and you feel like I mean, I'm sure that's why suicide becomes such a big deal for students on college campuses because I can't imagine being alone among mm-hmm. sixty thousand people. That'd be a horrible feeling. And and faculty sometimes they probably feel the same way. Like I'm alone. I'm the only Christian actually trying to teach the truth from the from from my podium today. It, it's got to be a lonely feeling. Kathy Branzell, you said something earlier in the in a segment right before this when we see a bus because a lot of us says you know here in florida kids are going back to school last week this week next week and the other day yesterday we were driving uh, out near some of our old stopping grounds and we saw traffic backed up and we're like oh it must be school the school lines because people don't drive the bus anymore they make their parents come mm-hmm. pick them up i mean it's become ridiculous but <laughs> i love the idea of using the bus as a reminder to pray for our 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 places of education. Talk about that. Yeah, I, th- I think that prayer prompts are powerful. Um, when you pinpoint and say, every time I see a school bus, I'm going to pray for campuses. And and you have five or six things that are your go-to. So you're you're still driving, your eyes are wide open, that's important, but you're, mm-hmm. you're praying for safety, you're praying that, that students would have a strong Christian community on their campus, that they would be salt and light, that they would read and learn at grade level, and, and um, that they would become uh, what God designed them to be, you know, th- those kind of prayers. Um, and then ask God to search your heart and say, Lord, do I have any parts? to play in serving that campus and loving that campus, because you might have something to say about that. Um, it's important to go pray through, um, you know, your pray for your superintendent, pray for the teachers, pray for the principals, pray for the curriculum. Um, you know, uh, uh, I started in education. That was my first ministry. 
before I was in prayer ministry, before Love 2020 and all of that, I was a teacher, um, and I've taught everything from kindergarten through college, and I was a college teacher for many years um, at a major um, secular university. And just being loving, just being respectful, but my students knew that I was a Christian, and that opened the door for other Christian and and some non-Christian students to come and discuss things with me because Hmm. I was available and transparent and caring. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, and so are the college campuses. But ultimately, I I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Want more? Hear the full broadcast at IWorkForHim.com. Stay connected and receive power-packed content when you sign up for our blog at IWorkForHim.com or follow us on social media at IWorkForHim. And finally, if today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at I Work For Him and online, IWorkForHim.com.